Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. The last time a player of that stature at the United Center nailed a buzzer beater in that type of fashion, I think his name was Michael Jeffrey Jordan. What a moment that unfortunately was never. But the Blackhawks still pull out a shootout victory. They win their third straight, and we're talking about it on the Blackhawks postgame show. I'm Joe Brand. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. I want to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Give us a call. Give us a text. And let's talk about this one. And the legend that is Patrick Kane continues to grow, even though we thought his legend was pretty much all said and done. In these last two games at the United Center, he continues to add accolade to accolade and nearly gave us one of the most sensational endings to a hockey game as overtime was expiring here at the United Center. It looked to be a good goal with .1 seconds left, but unfortunately not enough time, says the NHL. I'm willing to argue, though, that that finish would have been better for the NHL overall. Again, we'd love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Give us a call. Give us a text. Already hearing from our buddy Leo in Albuquerque. The NHL has some explaining to do, in my opinion. Yeah, that rose this crowd on their feet in an instant. And it's the fact that Patrick Kane needed to fire a slap shot like that in that situation. That, that was the only option. Time was winding down. The puck needs to fully cross the goal line with time still on the clock in order for it to be a good goal. And our original replay, it looked pretty good. It looked like there was a tenth of a second left to give the Blackhawks the overtime winner. The NHL had other had a different opinion. This game moved into a shootout, but uh, stick taps to Peter Mrazek for going 3-for-3 three three in the shootout. And uh, all this drama set up for even another opportunity for Patrick Kane to seal this one away, and he ends up going with the slab shot. Not typically his signature move. You heard Troy Murray talk about it. When's the last time we've seen Patrick Kane load up on a slab shot, whether it's a breakaway, whether it's a shootout, whether it's a penalty shot, uh, something we haven't seen since, I don't know, Marion Hosa. I think Brent Seabrook did it once. Um, maybe a Brandon Bolig r- ripping a one-timer in a shootout or penalty situation. Not Patrick Kane, but I, I will say... Uh, I was a big fan of 88's, uh, what do you call it, sequel in the shootout opportunity to just try and rip a one-timer once again and try to seal this one away. Either way, another fantastic night here at the United Center, a game that the Blackhawks were nearly going to drop in regulation. But again, it's been that relentless effort. This is their eighth comeback win of the season. And we've mentioned it before, they lead the NHL in multi-goal comeback wins. They lead the NHL in multi-goal comeback wins in the third period. They were only down by a goal in this one, but still, it just goes to show you this relentless effort that this team does not give up, no matter where they are in the standings, no matter how the season is going, no matter who the opponent is. The Vegas Golden Knights came into this game winning 
Their last five games, this is their first loss in the month of February, even though it is a shootout loss. And they do end up picking up a point in their seventh consecutive game. But this is just another game where the Blackhawks held tough with a very good opponent. And they're able to pull it out because of their relentless effort, their never-say-die attitude. And I'll say it again, even though losses are being valued this year for this Blackhawks team, there is still a whole heck of a lot of value in wins this year, especially wins like these that can build a good culture, that can build a good team camaraderie. And even if there's slim to none in terms of players on this team for the next Stanley Cup-threatening Blackhawks team, it is important to have these types of games, these types of wins, because you're instilling a good winning culture. There's a lot of young players on this team. You're trying to make that a consistent status in this organization. You're trying to plant this now so that you can harvest years down the road. And it's important to instill that and develop all that right now so that's the mandatory, right? That's that's the standard when guys start to come in here in the next two, three, four years. Like, yeah, that was the team that was rebuilding but still coming back and win of, winning a heck of a ton of a money to a lot of games. And now they're getting good players, and you can add that to it. That's the long-term plan. Uh, from the 319 area code, PK was robbed, watched it 10 times, and it was a good goal. How could they even consider letting him leave? Uh, from the 773 area code, Kane was robbed. That was bleeping golden. Great game and program. And I'm not even bleeping out the words. He, he Or the texter put in the word bleeping. I'll tell you, it was it was another fun night. It was another great finish. And boy, it would have been so poetic to see Patrick Kane finish this one in overtime in that fashion. Again, we've we've thrown out the hypotheticals. What if this is Patrick Kane's last game? What if the next game is his last game? But again, with the trade deadline looming on March 3rd, there is now just one home game left before that. It's March 2nd, the day before, against the Dallas Stars, who ironically is out there to be rumored a trade candidate to acquire Patrick Kane. But even just as recently as today, before the game, Kyle Davidson went on the NBC Sports Chicago pregame show and just kind of cleared the air saying that he has not received anything in terms of a list of teams where Patrick Kane would be willing to go to. But he is having constant talks with Patrick Kane and his agent. But Kyle Davidson's words were, we're not there yet. And his other phrase was, Our timeline is Patrick's timeline. But if we can play the what-if game, and I'm going to before we get to a break because we need to, what if this was his last game, and what if that was a good goal? That would mean that Patrick Kane scored in the last tenth of a second as a Blackhawk at the United Center to win the game in overtime. I mean, how poetic would that be? Again, it's already been a a storybook career for Patrick Kane on the ice as a Chicago Blackhawk. But I I was getting texts, is that the most dramatic, is that the most exciting regular season win for the Blackhawks maybe of all time? I I can't think of a a more impressive one. Yeah, there's all those fun comeback victories. What did they do in 09-10? Erased a five-goal deficit from the Ottawa Senators and came back and won. I think they won that game in the shootout. Maybe that was the Brent Seabrook slap shot. But anyway, 
J- just imagine it. If if that was the final tenth of a second in Patrick Kane's Blackhawks career, and that happened, that's not the story tonight. But boy, did it create some great drama. Texts are coming in. Going to read a few more. If you'd like to call us, if you'd like to text us, 312-981-7200. We're talking about the Blackhawks' third straight win. They take down the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootout. Tyler Johnson with the equalizer in regulation. He had the game-winning shootout goal. He's talking to the media right now. We'll hear from him in a little bit. But uh, more of your texts and calls next on the Blackhawks postgame show. 312-981-7200. You're listening to Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN. We're talking a thrilling Blackhawk shootout victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. 3-2 here tonight from the United Center. The Blackhawks sweep their short two-game homestand. They've now picked up a point in all four home games in the month of February, and that does it for home games here in the month of February at the United Center as they win their third straight thanks to Tyler Johnson's equalizer in regulation and his winner in the shootout. Unfortunately, Patrick Kane's overtime goal with .1 seconds was actually with no seconds left on the clock, says the NHL. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. Jeff is in Lincoln Square, and uh, he's a fan of Patrick Kane and also a fan of one of the rookies tonight. Jeff, what do you have to say about tonight's game? Hey, Joe. Great show again. Um, first of all, that uh, the Cole Gutman kid, if I remember correctly, he had a fantastic uh, rookie camp, and it's just wonderful to see the enthusiasm and the speed that he's bringing. And uh, he's got he's got a future, and uh, it's just great to see. I agree. Then, I think. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Joe. I, I just to echo on Cole Gutman. I, I mean, it's a small sample size, but I saw a few of his games in Rockford as well. And that's the type of energy that he was bringing. Uh, I know Troy Murray was very impressed with just the shoot-first mentality, not holding anything back. And I want to pull up the stats to see exactly how many shots on goal he had tonight. But again, just not afraid to shoot the puck. And let's see, he had three shots on goal, uh, six shots, shot attempts overall. But I also want to go to... It was the third period. Taylor Radish and Tyler Johnson coming down on a two-on-one. And Taylor Radish tries to feed Cole Gutman, who's behind him. And there's almost another defender coming. And not saying that this is the wrong decision or, or anything like that. A goal didn't come from it. But I think his teammates are also recognizing what Cole Gutman can bring in terms of his energy and the shoot-first mentality. And, that, and that's pretty big that the teammates are recognizing that along with Cole Gutman. You wanted to say something else about Patrick Kane, too, Jeff? Yeah, let's just say uh, someone may have had a little wager on a Patrick Kane anytime goal score, and they say don't shoot the messenger, but, you know, I'm going to second-guess that tonight. I'm not happy with Wes McCauley. In fact, I'd like to borrow that uh, wooden contraption those morons with bad credit scores had outside the White House a couple of years ago and run it, but I'm not happy with Mr. McCauley. I'd like I... to have a word. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, we appreciate the passion, appreciate the call. Uh, that is Jeff in Lincoln Square. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Hawks beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 to two in a shootout. Tyler Johnson had the equalizer. He had the shootout winner. And uh, Jeff's frustration is coming from, if you didn't catch it, Patrick Kane loaded up a slap shot with time winding down in overtime. Sounded like Jeff had a wager on an anytime goal by Patrick Kane. That would have been quite the nice little payout to end the game. Um 
Unfortunately, the NHL had uh, different ideas. Let's go to Jeff, who is in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, who is uh, already plotting some new trades for the Blackhawks. Well, actually, I told your producer I thought the trade deadline had already happened. but um, Not till March 3rd, so we still yeah, got some time. Coming, coming in loud and proud tonight, and... Uh, I th- just on uh, something you were talking about earlier, I think Peter Morassic's uh, an everyday uh, quality goalie. I mean, I think he would be around for a couple, three years if, if they started making a push into the playoffs. See, As you were saying that you didn't really think they maybe had, you know, more than one or two guys that might be around in a few years when things get turned around. I don't know, well, maybe I heard you wrong. No, 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 I, I hear you. Okay. Here's the here's yeah. the thing here's the thing about Peter Morazic, Jeff, is he's thirty one yeah. years old. He no. uh he, he came over here to the Hawks on a trade that worked out for both the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Blackhawks. The Maple Leafs mm-hmm. were trying to get rid of some contract mm-hmm. money, and uh, Mrazek's mm-hmm. been dealing with some injuries. I mean, he's been dealing right. with injuries this year, too. It's it's a good situation for him now. It's great to see him here right now. Um, he has had an up-and-down year, but he's a guy who moves on uh, quite nicely and quite quickly. And, and the other thing is he's gelling well in this locker room. Um, which a lot of players are. A lot of a lot of these guys are having a lot of fun, even though this has been a rough year. But um, yeah, and in terms I, of the, I, go ahead. I got a possible trade, and of course, there's some stuff that would have to be. You know, they'd probably have to eat half of Patrick Kane's money, but it, and it would probably require three teams: Patrick Kane to Buffalo, right? He's from Buffalo. Tage Thompson to Edmonton. Leon Draisaitl to the Blackhawks. Wow, you, you've got this one all figured out, huh? Well, I don't know. I was just trying to think, and I mean, those are you know, Drysaddle's probably got a big contract. Thompson, I don't. I, I think he did sign one, but and again, there'd probably have to be some things that would be filled in there, and they probably would have to be on the hook for whatever Patrick's got left. You know, half of that. I don't know. Jeff, I'm going to comment I like on doing this that thing. though, because it's like I could just picture somebody being in a, you know, and that I think would be a trade that would help all three teams. I, I hear you. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much for the call. Again, that's Jeff in uh, Council Bluffs. Um, the the biggest issue, I, I think, about that hypothetical is I don't think Patrick Kane wants to go to Buffalo. Um, he lives in Chicago in the offseason now. He's very comfortable in Chicago. We still don't know whether or not he wants to leave, but I think that whole Buffalo idea has kind of run its course. Uh, iron- not ironically. Uh, actually, Buffalo lost to Toronto today. They had another rough loss, so they're now twenty-eight, twenty-three, and four. Um, I don't know if they're looking to move Tage Thompson. I, I don't see that happening with uh, Patrick Kane. Or, I'm sorry, I don't see that with them trying to make a stronger push for the playoffs. And I, I don't think I see the Edmonton Oilers moving Leon Drysaddle. But hey, it's that's why it's just hypothetical trade scenarios. We'll go to one more call, and then we got to get to a break. It's Brian calling from outside the United Center. Uh, wants to talk about Kane's goal from behind the net. You're talking about Sunday's goal, Brian? Well, listen, I'm an eyewitness to the crime. Uh, my seats are in the 100 level. Perfect vantage point right behind the net. Okay, okay. Uh, I was acutely aware of the clock, but uh, I saw the puck dent the twine, and I saw the green light go on in that order. Zero doubt in real time. Zero doubt. Now, I know the clock and the green light are two different things, uh, and the red light never did go on. But if that green light to end the game is calibrated at all to the game clock, that was a good goal. And Patrick Kane was robbed. Uh, the fans of, of the Blackhawks potentially robbed from a, 
very dramatic moment uh, in, the, in that outstanding Hall of Fame career, Patrick Kane. Uh, just a tragedy, and, and I don't know how the, uh, the boys in Toronto on their iPads got this one wrong, but I, I really think they did. Well, Brian, that is a uh, a very confident case you just gave us. Um, I, I don't know all the semantics about it. That'd be a great couple of questions to ask somebody else. I mean, obviously, the red light's got to be man-operated, right? I mean, it's got to be somebody triggering the light to go off. Even though, I, listen, I don't doubt you. I, I think, I, I, I totally believe you if you saw the goal hit the twine and then the green light go on, but... I think I'd be willing to argue that scientifically maybe you could prove that it could still cross the goal line after the the light was lit because of um it just it's too difficult for the naked eye to just decipher how close that that call would be. Here's the thing because I know they were showing the replay on the TV monitor and clearly John and Troy were taking a look at it too. That's different from what Toronto sees. And it was a pretty lengthy delay. Listen, I'm upset too. That that would have been cherry on type, top, icing on the cake. I mean, we thought Sunday's game, if that was possibly going to be Patrick Kane's last game, that that was going to be quite the finish. Tonight is just, I mean, that's an even better movie than Sunday. So I, I, I appreciate the confidence. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe you can take it to court, Brian. Maybe you can uh, <laughs> head over to the NHL and uh, and bear witness. And, uh, you know, you might have to wait a while, but uh, who knows? Well, it, you know, it doesn't detract from uh, from the play itself. In the moment that uh, we as fans who were there tonight got to watch that. And, you know, just Patrick Kane, one more uh, example of the player that he is. He was acutely aware of the time he had. Normally in a play like that, he's going to take yes. it in. He's going to make a couple of deep moves, backhand, forehand, try to put it five-hole. He didn't because he knew he was out of time, which is why he blasted it from the top of the circle. So, you know, just further evidence uh, of the, the artistry and, and the hockey genius that we've been privileged as fans to watch Patrick Kane play all these years in Chicago. And uh, it may be over, but uh, who knows? Maybe we can get one more year out of him. Brian, I uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Really quick, were you a fan of his shootout attempt then? Yeah, well, actually, no. I mean, that was anticlimactic uh, compared <laughs> yeah. to what we just had. But I, I think he was, uh, you know, he's a little uh, distracted, maybe a little bit in his head, probably thinking he was robbed, you know, yeah, uh, and I, maybe I, trying to uh, try to put an exclamation point on it and get it back. That was not a typical Patrick Kane shootout move. Uh, and then uh, it was uh, if he could have that one back, I think he would maybe try something different. I thought it would have been a great uh, redemption opportunity for Kane to net that one. Brian, thank you very much for the call. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Uh, that is Brian, who is uh, at the game and outside the UC calling us. 312-981-7200. We've only got a few more moments, and we've got to get to another break. Really quick, our three-star selection is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider with your collision repair needs. Visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. Number three-star was Peter Mrazek. Number two-star, Cole Gutman, scoring his second career NHL goal in back-to-back games. And Tyler Johnson, the number one star, he had the equalizer towards the end of regular. Regulation. He had the shootout winner to give the Blackhawks a 3-2 win. We've got to get to another break. Hawks beat the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootout 3-2. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. No, we didn't start the fire, but Patrick Kane nearly 
put out one in overtime. Instead, the Blackhawks win it in the shootout. 3-2 over the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. We're tight on time, but i got to get to a few of these texts. And again, if you'd like to chime in, 312-981-7200. I'm going to leave with the best one. My ex-wife, who's a Blues fan, must be working at the NHL headquarters. Kane's goal was good. Uh, from the 773, die hard. Kane stands tall. Uh, from the 4-6-3, I know you don't think Kane was in a slump, but I think he was. I think he was distracted with his decision to waive the no-movement trade clause or not. I think he's made up his mind, and that's why he's playing well again. I think there's a lot of holes in that statement, but again, you're entitled to your opinion. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not ignoring the fact that Kane had a little bit of a rough spell, but Let's also keep in mind what type of standard we hold Patrick Kane to, how difficult he's had at trying to really connect on some chemistry with some of his line mates. I think there's a lot more to it than just Kane being in a slump. Uh, from the 6-3-0, Joe, all-time best Hawks, time, Hawks overtime goal from the regular season is 1989 versus Toronto, where Troy Murray, man, I hope he's hearing this, where Troy Murray stole the puck from Toronto's Todd Gill and snapped it, uh, wrist shot, to launch the Hawks in the 1989 NHL playoffs. Um, from the 872, I hope Patrick Kane doesn't leave the Blackhawks. He is our winning player. Uh, from the 708, regardless of what the NHL said, I was at the game and I celebrated that Kane goal like no other. Amazing. Uh, from the 708, do the on ice officials do the review? And I have to go back to the Patrick Kane's overtime shot was never ruled a goal. So, did it ever go to Toronto? It goes to Toronto automatically because it's a decision of whether or not it's a goal or not. And should the Blackhawks have challenged, I don't think they can in that instance um, because it, it literally just went to a review. It's the NHL. It's up in Toronto. It's not the feed that we're seeing on TV. Those are two different things. And unfortunately, the one in Toronto is uh, the official deal breaker or maker in that instance. Uh, let's get to how it sounded at the United Center. We're only going to play the Blackhawks goals tonight because this was quite a dramatic win for the Hawks. It was a one nothing lead for the Vegas Golden Knights thanks to the first goal of the game coming from the first shot of the game from Keegan Colasar making it one nothing Vegas, but then the Hawks were able to answer back in that first period. Here's Gutman again with a chance in over the Vegas line. Now the slot, he shoots and scores! Number two on the season for Cole Gutman. He scores in back-to-back games and ties the score at one. The kid's got a knack for putting the puck in the net, and that's a good thing. It stayed tied at one into the second period where the Blackhawks had to fight off a penalty. Max Domi went to the box for roughing, then received a 10-minute misconduct. Still not quite sure uh, the reasoning of that call. Later on, Kolasar uh, suffered an interference penalty, so the Blackhawks were on the power play. Not much happened after that, or rather due to that man advantage, and then Vegas was able to take a 2-1 lead thanks to a Jack Eichel goal. So we moved into the third period. Blackhawks had some good momentum but couldn't find the back of the net until towards the end of the third period when Patrick Kane set up Tyler Johnson. Drop of the puck, Hawks get it. Kane to Tyler Johnson on the slot. Shoots and scores! Power play goal. The Hawks have tied it at two with 54 seconds left in regulation. A clean face-off win by Domi to Kane at the top of the right circle. Without hesitation, he found Tyler Johnson backing up into the slot, and he one-timed it past Brossois. 
And Kane hitting the assist for a payout of plus 118, like we recommended on the pregame show. Thank you very much, Patrick Kane. Unfortunately, this next highlight never even really happened. In behind the net, Stevenson firing this pass. On the way is Kane with two seconds. Over the Vegas line, winds and fires. He scores! Overtime win for the It's going to count. It's going to count. Patrick Kane just scored his sixth goal in three games for the Chicago Blackhawks. And another game winner with no time left on the clock. And they're going to check it to make sure it's legit. After reviewing the play, it was determined that the time was expired. Therefore, no goal. Whoa, what? Troy Murray also has some fabulous oceanfront property in Arizona for you to buy if you'd like to... uh, Ask him about that. No, I I agree with Troy. I agree with John. I thought it was in when they uh, saw it in real time. When they went to the review, it looked like it was going to be a good goal, but not quite the case. Luckily, it didn't end up mattering because this happened in the shootout. His first shootout attempt is a hawk. He picks up the puck at center ice. Carries over the Vegas line for the win. Rolling to the net. Shoots. He scores! Tyler Johnson with the game-winning shootout marker. And the Hawks win the hockey game. Three to two. They win the shootout one to nothing. But they prevail in a game that probably should have ended in overtime. But the Hawks do get the extra point. Tyler Johnson, the hero. Good win for the Hawks. They've won three in a row. That's the Blackhawks' first shootout win of the season. They improve to 19-32-5 with the win. The Vegas Golden Knights do extend their point streak now to seven games, but they see their five-game winning streak come to an end. They move to 34-18-5. Our player with the most heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. We're going to give it to number 88, Patrick Kane. We've got one more break, and then we'll wrap up the post-game show. Hawks beat the Vegas Golden Knights in the shootout 3-2. Blackhawks hockey on 720 WGN. Blackhawks beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 in the shootout tonight. They win their third straight game. Tyler Johnson tied up the game late in the third period. Then he had the shootout game winner. Let's hear from number 90. Better than you could have dreamed to finish up? Uh, I mean, I guess. I, I think it would have been cooler if Kane would have scored that goal. I think that would have made it a lot more fun. Were you trying to get justice for him with that goal? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, chuckling a little bit. He went back to the slap shot for it. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. But uh, just happy that we were able to get another point there. Do you think that originally went in? or I, I thought it was in. I, I thought uh, from my angle, looking at the net there, the light wasn't on behind because usually that green light goes on if the horn goes. But, um, you know, I guess they saw something different. I don't know. What do you see on your goal? Sorry? What do you see on your goal? My goal? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Dom's, uh, you know, won the draw. It was a great draw by him. He's battling. And then Cannon uh, just uh, found me in the slot there. And, um, you know, you kind of dream about those shots. Those are, those are the ones you always want to hit. So. Good to get the power play back on the board. You guys have been working on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a six on four, but, uh, you know, as a PP unit, I guess we'll take it. Does seem like he's playing with more jump? I mean, I know he had five goals in the last game, but even tonight he seemed like he was all over the place again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's buzzing around. Uh, you know, the way that he's skating, um, creating things, doing it that way, he's uh, he's playing really well. And then obviously he's scoring those goals, but uh, he's putting himself in those great positions, and um, him and his linemates are working well together right now. How about this nice little run for Gutman in his first two games here? Yeah, I uh, I love playing with him. He's a, he's a high-energy guy. He just... Uh, 
keeps on working, and that's what you need as a center. So, um, you know, I, I thought he's gotten better every single game, and uh, he, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he likes to learn and you can talk to. And, um, you know, I, I think our chemistry between Rads, him and I, um, we're building every game and we're learning from each other, and that's all you could really ask for. So it's been a lot of fun playing with him. Looked like he made a quick read and jumped out of the zone as you were getting that puck, uh, and then you biked it off the wall to him. Uh, is that just kind of hockey-savvy display by him? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a great hockey player, so he, he's going to make those plays. And, um, you know, he saw that we were able to get the puck, so uh, he just had to go there, and I had to find him. And then he made a great play, showing the D-man there, and uh, was able to score. So, like I said, he's a great hockey player, and he's really showing it right now. Three straight wins for the Blackhawks. They'll try to make it four straight wins tomorrow night in Dallas as the Hawks begin a four-game road trip. Their next game here at home next Thursday. March 2nd, the last home game before the trade deadline, also against the Dallas Stars. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser, ComEd for business, ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios. Our production team of Brendan Rook and Ben Anderson. For our engineers, Dan Long and the tireless Krista Flores, and here from the United Center, our reporter is Jack Heinrich. Our Hall of Fame engineer is Paul Zarang. John Weideman had the play-by-play. Troy Murray had the color. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Again, the final score, the Hawks win in the shootout. Shouldn't have gotten there, but they won in the shootout 3-2. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night, everybody. been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio 720 WGN streaming on WGNRadio.com 